Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Hey, man, let's go to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline and bring in Spencer Davies to talk about some nice, fun things like basketball because that team is good in All-Star Weekend. He's, Spencer joins us uh, um, from BasketballNews.com. What's going on, my man? What's up, G. Bush? How you doing, man? You're cracking me up. Okay, <laughs> hey, you know, you know they got these black tie affair parties coming up All Star Weekend. You might want to go, Spence. You gonna be there? Gotta be looking fly, you know. <laughs> I, they don't let me in those either. They said, "No, nah, you you ain't got that either, G. Bush." Uh, you know, I will say though, I am I, in a celebratory mood right now. The Cleveland Cavaliers is. Uh, you know, they're doing their thing. They are, are viable, uh, competent team. Young team came out of nowhere. They played the a game right. I like how, you know, the, the energy they're bringing. But let me just, you know, we all know that, right? But let me go ahead and just go back to the last two games. You played the Atlanta Hawks. You played the Sixers. And uh, I think the, the Cavs got a little wake-up call about what, what the East is and what playoff basketball looks like in – and kind of like, hey, when you guys playing in the playoffs, here's Trey Young and here's Joel Embiid. This is what you're looking at. Um, did that kind of give them a wake up call, or or what did you see in those two games that can kind of you know you know lead to what we we plan to see in the playoffs? I, I could agree with that, um, but I could also go back a couple weeks as well when they took on a fully healthy Milwaukee Bucks team and took them to the cleaners. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's also this kind of you know. Right before the All-Star break, these guys are getting tired. Um, and you can tell because the, the defense is kind of falling off. Really starting to miss Lowry Markin in there, I think, at the uh, small forward. Because Dean Wade's done a good job filling in. He just doesn't quite have that same length and um, ability to uh, contribute on the offensive end consistently the way that Lowry was. So I think getting him back is probably uh, you know, big time. But I, I, I truly do think that. Um, they just needed the break to get there. <laughs> they, they've been kind of running on fumes here. Um, and you can tell, too, again, on the defense, the, the, the first quarter starts and the last three games have been horrendous on that end. And that's just not been their M.O. That's not been who they've been. So um, I, I take it with a grain of salt those last two games. But you are right, though. The East is just a monster. And uh, there's plenty of star talent around. Uh, Embiid ate them up. Uh, Trey Young had a field day. So that part right there uh, is definitely something that checks out but uh, I think they believe that they're right up there with those teams and um, post all-star break I'm sure you're going to see them turn it on 
Yeah, I, you know, I, I think you, you mentioned something. Uh, I definitely think they're tired. You look at you, if you look at a guy like Evan Mobley, right? I mean, the 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 Cavs have played how many games, right? They're, they've won 30 times, and you know, they, they they've had almost 50, 60 games under their belt. And it's crazy, you know, in college, especially when you're doing the COVID stuff and, you know, they're playing, you know, maybe you know, 30, 40 games, you know, 40 plus games, including that's if you're in a tournament. So I, I could definitely see some some of the younger guys uh, that are you know, breaking down a little bit, a little tired. And plus, to be honest with you, there has to be some excitement level amongst those guys to be like, wow, we're in a, we're in contention. Uh, you got Jared Allen, who's a first time All Star. Uh, you got uh, Darius Garland, first time All Star, and then Coro and uh, Evan Mobley are going to be involved in that. You know what? What are you know people around the Cavs thinking about? You know that core and how good it is for you know, Garland and his confidence in, in, in Jared Allen to be named All-Stars? I think that they just see that the, the, the quote-unquote process is working. Um, you know, the, there's been a lot of ebbs and flows. I've been, you know, talking to you the last few years about how to just kind of trust it and, and stay patient. They're in their early 20s. You know, they just got to get the right pieces. The complimentary, you know, uh, additions they had over the summer. Obviously, Rick Rubio's not here anymore, but he was crucial so, you know, that first third of the season, Kevin Love has been a six-man candidate off the bench. They go out and get Karis LeVert because they don't have Colin Sexton around anymore um, because of the injury. So, like, I think that these – Rajon Rondo is another one. So they have veterans now kind of to help them um, in these situations uh, to kind of mature a little bit. And, and quite frankly, I think the young guys were just kind of tired of losing and uh, being treated like, you know, the stepbrother. So I think that has a lot to do with it. And uh, at the same time, too, uh, something I forgot to mention in that first answer is I, I think they're also learning to play with targets on their backs now. No one's going to get surprised by the Cavaliers anymore. So that is going to be an adjustment in and of itself. But I, I know that team is more than confident that they can answer the bell in that regard. You know, looking uh, looking outside the league a little bit, um, you know, going around, you know, some of the top-notch stories uh, in the first half of the NBA season, Look at, uh, you know, the trade, the big trade. Finally, Ben Simmons is, in, you know, out of Philadelphia. There's somewhere he needed to get up out of. You know, he said he wasn't going back there. He's getting fine, crazy money. They make the big-time trade with James Harden. And then, you know, st- stuff comes out that, you know, there was kind of this c- little cold war where, you know, you know, uh, James Harden and Kevin Durant really weren't real speaking. And Durant was kind of upset that he was openly mentioning things about his free agency and, and stuff like that. Uh, who do you think got the better out of that trade? And and do you think either one of those teams um, possibly have the, the chance of winning the championship this year? I think Brooklyn's right there. Uh, they got to figure out the, the Kyrie Irving situation and whatnot with the mandate and being able to play at home games is still not on the table yet. Um, there's, you know, Adam Silver came out and said that, you know, the New York City mayor, Eric Adams, uh, you know, might have a change of heart at some point. Uh, but I, I think just looking long term, I think the Nets, you know, crush this deal. They go out and get an All NBA defender, somebody who is a lot more fast uh, than James Harden, somebody who can play out in transition. I, I'm just imagining myself like seeing Ben Simmons kicking out to to Kevin Durant, just attacking with a head of steam, or Kyrie Irving in the half court using Ben Simmons as somebody um, who can find him off the ball. Uh, I could even see the Nets. 
thinking that they could use you know KD and Ben as, as their front court in some lineups if they want to go small. Um, I, I think that that's a really good fit. We'll see how it it looks you know when he's ready to get back on the floor. Um, but but I feel like that was also kind of addition by subtraction for them to uh, you know send Harden to a place where clearly Harden wanted to be. Um, and as far as the, the Philly fit, I'm not exactly convinced of it. Uh, I don't like that the Sixers gave up their best three-point shooter in uh, Seth Curry. They gave up their best backup big in Andre Drummond. Uh, and, and those are needs that the Nets had, too. The Nets needed to get somebody to be able to face the floor and attack off the dribble, and Curry can do that. They got somebody that can be a reliable big to crash the board and, uh, you know, can pass the ball a little. So I think that the Nets came out uh, winners of that uh, as of now um, and probably the long term as well. Uh, but I'm, I'm intrigued to see this Harden fit, man, because Harden and Embiid, I don't think that that's the same type of fit as like a Harden with a, a rolling big or a rim running big. Like Joel Embiid's not going up to get alley-oops. You know, Joel is one of those back-to-basket bigs, somebody that requires the ball in his hands um, because he's so dynamic off the dribble and almost plays like a guard. Uh, and Harden's the same way. Harden is somebody that lulls the defense to sleep, then he gets into inside, he either kicks out or he tries to draw a foul. Um, or, of course, he does a step back three with like two seconds into the shot clock. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's interesting, uh, the move itself, but you got to credit Daryl Morey because he stuck to his guns and he ended up getting the guy he wanted. Talking to Spencer Davies of uh, BasketballNews.com. Make sure you go check out, uh, you know, his work over there. Let's move to the West Coast. Uh, we've heard the Lakers, and I've been watching this all. This is just hilarious, right? You know, I, I've been watching them play, and then Anthony Davis gets hurt, you know, yesterday. And I could just see their season um, just wiping away. However... There was a spot. There was a spotting. There was a. There, there was a. There was the man with the cape on again. LeBron James looked like LeBron James yesterday. Um, and the question is, if Anthony Davis is out for a sustained period of time, and that team right now is under 500, can LeBron at this age put the cape on enough times to get that team with a Russell Westbrook, who they should have probably tried to get rid of? Do he, does he have enough to get the Lakers to the playoffs by itself? I, I, I believe so. Uh, he's just playing at an incredible individual level at the moment. Um, he's been a fantastic jump shooter. Uh, he is getting to the rim uh, like he you know usually does, uh, even though he only got to the rim once. Uh, yesterday, against Golden State, he got there about five times. Um, the, the situation with that, I think, is, uh, you got to just try and find the right combinations. I think they're getting a lot out of the young guys, like like Austin Reeves, for example, who hit the big shot uh, last night against Utah. I think Stanley Johnson's given them, uh, you know, a little bit of life as well. Malik Monk has, has been a real revelation. He's probably going to get paid this summer. Um, it, it's interesting to see uh, how LeBron is, is having to adapt to all this uh, because the the Russell Westbrook fit just has not been one. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, it, it's kind of sad to see because, you know, Russell is just obviously he's, he's getting older and his play style just doesn't match up with, with what the Lakers need. And that's, you know, shooting and, and, and solid defending. Um, you know, they're really going to have to lean on LeBron because, you know, there's inconsistencies around there. I mean, their, their second consistent player, uh, you know, just went down with an ankle injury, just mentioned it, AD. Um, 
you know, they're going to need more out of Taylor Horton Tucker. He's been too inconsistent this year. Uh, they have a very veteran-laden team. You know, they're going to have to really lean on guys like Dwight Howard and, and Trevor Ariza. It depends on what these lineups are, too. They, there's just been no consistency uh, in these rotations. And that probably is more concerning than anything. It's kind of just like grasping at straws a little bit. Um, but LeBron, I mean, it, it ain't going to be by his fault because he's the one going out there giving it his all. And um, you can tell, you know, that, that he's, he's on a mission to get him there. Uh, I don't know exactly how far they would get in the playoffs if you get past the play-in tournament and whatnot, but uh, that's, that's a team that's just kind of in dire straits at the moment. But, again, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't the Kings' fault. <laughs> You, you know, I, I look at that that team and, and two of the teams that really stand out. I, I'm still, I keep watching it. And I keep waiting for the Suns to fall off. And it just <laughs> doesn't seem to be happening. I, I mean, right now, I think they got 10 losses. You know, you know how are they, how are they, how are they able to continue to, you know, continue to do what they're doing? Chris Paul looks rejuvenated. They still are finding a way to score the football. Devin Booker is a bona fide star. Um, do you think that the, the Suns are the prohibitive favorite um, coming out of the West, and do you think they have a chance to win the championship this year? I think so on both counts, man, honestly. Uh, I feel like every time I flip on the Suns, I'm watching the same exact game over and over again. Uh, and it's just – it's like this formula. It's this .5 second formula uh, that Monty Williams runs in his system um, is just to make a, a decision that fast. And these guys just kind of know where they're going to be at all times. You know, Mikel Bridges is cutting at the right time. Uh, DeAndre Ayton's just setting a screen and rolling for an easy uh, pitch and catch from, from CP3. Devin Booker's turning the corners, hitting those pull-ups, um, and he's even doing some playmaking. you got the guys off the bench like Cam Johnson. Uh, JaVale McGee has been incredible for this team off the bench uh, in backing up DeAndre Ayton. Jay Crowder's crashing the glass. Uh, but the, the, the most deadly part about them is their fourth quarter. You know, the way that they close games, whether they're behind or they're ahead, they just execute down the stretch. They make the big shots. They make the right next play. And they're just – they're a well-oiled machine that just – I don't know who's going to be able to beat them four out of seven times. I, I really don't. And, it, you know, star power be damned. They've built this the right way. They, too, have supplemented their young guys with the right veterans. Uh, they made some solid moves at the, at the deadline, brought back Torrey Craig, who was a part of the – Western Conference Championship team last year, uh, and then sneaky move to pick up Aaron Holiday uh, as well from Washington. Uh, James Jones has done a tremendous job. I think Monty Williams uh, <laughs> really making up um, ground for uh, not winning that Coach of the Year last year uh, with Tom Thibodeau, and we know how that's going right now in New York. <laughs> so, you know, I think Monty's on a mission, and I think that team's on a mission. they got a taste, and they just want the whole meal. Um. Uh, about 30, 30 seconds here. Do you uh, it, 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 is Milwaukee just hiding on people? Um, are they the team that's coming out of the, the East? Because I mean, they're kind of laying in the weeds. Championships uh, caliber team. We know what Giannis brings to the table. Do you think that they're they ultimately are are probably the favorites coming out of the East? I would say so, and it, but it's not by as wide of a margin as it is, I think, in the West. Because you have so many teams just bunched up at the top. Like, G. Bush, I think one in seven are separated by less than five games, which is absolutely absurd. Um, so, I, I mean, Milwaukee, you're looking at the, the big three that they have with, with Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday. Um, and they still have, I think they only have like four or five losses when they're all in the lineup together. You know, they bring in Serge Ibaka to back up 
uh, the big, and, and that was a really solid acquisition. Um, I, I think that, you know, Milwaukee, is they have their own mission to prove that last year was not a fluke, too. So, uh, yeah, I think that they do ultimately come out of the East, but I could easily see any of these teams that are, you know, at the top challenging them because it's just that, been that unpredictable of the year and that competitive of a year, and, and I've really enjoyed watching. Spencer Davies, thank you so much for spending a little time with me, chilling on a, on a weeknight. I appreciate you. And uh, tell everybody where they can find you at, where they can follow you on Twitter and see some of your work. Sure, yeah. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Spin Davies. Uh, work is at basketballnews.com. We've got film breakdowns, player interviews, features uh, from everybody, our writers and uh, even you know former players like Aton Thomas and James Posey. So you guys will definitely love that. We have our own podcast network as well. And uh, I have my podcast, Keep It at 94. That's on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. So leave us a like, uh, rate, and uh, comment for us. Appreciate you, man, as always. I definitely enjoy yourself. Stay safe and take care of your family. I appreciate you, dog. Appreciate it, Jewish. All right, man. Spencer Davey on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.